Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires. Like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather Peak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Greetings. Welcome inside. Gavino and Rich, Jason Smith, Dan Beyer in for them today. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Now, I want to open the show with something a little bit different because this is very, very important. All right. I, I really I, I want to talk, Dan, and, and this is where I'm, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here a little bit because I know how upset you are by the Pope's Exorcist commercials that air repeatedly <laughs> during the NBA play-in games, and I know they upset you, and I know, you know this is a safe space. We can talk about this. I mean, we've got a lot of play-in stuff to get to, but I know this is, this is really something that is affecting you in a big way. I don't know if I am appropriate or I'm just old. I, I do not know. And that was the dilemma last night. You know, I've got a young boy and I just didn't know. Like it I think for the first time in my life I said, I don't think this is appropriate. <laughs> Uh, so, so on TNT. Yes, you're on watching TNT. TNT, and this is not appropriate. Oh man, I don't know. I have to get into it. But first time, you know, there are a lot of get off my lawn moments in life, uh-huh. and uh, I didn't think that was one. But then I'm like, maybe it's just me. I'm trying to look inward these days and trying to not blame everybody else for all of my problems. And TNT, you know, I'm like, well, maybe it's just me. But I don't know why you're running Pope Exorcist promos and scaring the life out of everyone well when i first saw that movie come out when i first saw the pope's exorcist i'm like is this a comedy like like <laughs> it seemed like one of those it seemed like one of those movies that a movie like like a comedy movie says hey let's go see the pope's exorcist tonight like that's like a fake movie that you would go see because i'm like it's like the the pope's exorcist is it like the hitman's bodyguard or yeah. the hitman's wife's bodyguard no no it's a real serious movie that the pope has an exorcist it, and somehow they got russell crowe to do it you could you the title could be a way brothers movie 
Like, right? Like, combining three different movies, you know, The Exorcist, you know, whatever. Like, like that's what it could be. But I, I just did not think the promos were appropriate for all ages of the audience. Well, you uh, know, it's, it's, it's funny you say that because, you know, seeing it, I just look at it as, oh, man, man this movie is just bad. I'm just glad there's no more Snowpiercer commercials because, like, every other ad for the last <laughs> two years was Snowpiercer. It's like, come on, I mean, man, you're not going to get me. Quit, Gretchen Wieners, quit trying to make Snowpiercer happen. I'm not going to watch Snowpiercer no matter how many commercials. In fact, you're making me not want to watch it by putting all those commercials on TV. I long for your favorite true TV promos during the NCAA <laughs> tournaments. Maybe put those during the NBA playoffs. Uh, you know, I never thought about the fact that you have kids watching and here's the Pope's exorcist and there's blood and there's demons and there's all kinds of stuff. I, honestly, I never thought about that until I, I, I knew that happened to you last night. And you, you know, you, you, you call the police, you call the police to your house to, to, to try to get that commercial off the all, television. All I happened, did, true, true story, I'm sitting there and I'm watching, you know, Lakers Timberwolves game, which is amazing that Peppa Pig isn't on my TV, that I can actually watch a game <laughs> and he's distracted enough. But at times he looks up at the screen. And so then all of a sudden I see some face, you know, with blood eyes and line serum and I'm just, and so I covered his eyes because I wasn't sure if he was even looking at the TV. And then I have throughout the game just changed the channel at the time but I thought Jesus this I'm trying to watch a game and I would have to think that I'm not the only guy out there that would maybe have a young child because it's only what 7 30 8 o'clock for us on the west coast when this game was being played so to have that promo aired when it did I thought geez I can't be the only one here unless I'm just old but I, I did think like I'm like is this really appropriate it wasn't anything you know Nudity-wise, but I just thought the horror aspect, like, this vision could give my two-year-old nightmares if he understands what's even on the screen. Well, he's got to understand that when the Pope needs an exorcist, you know, there's no convenient time. No, when the no. Pope needs one, the Pope <laughs> oh, needs one. You know, it could, if- be, could be 7.30 at night in the middle of an NBA game, could be middle of the night. Yeah, you never know. I mean, I could be watching the guys from Air Supply try to sell me on great love songs of the 70s. Pope might need an exorcist. I, you never know about that. I get, like, the Stephen King stuff, like the the... Where you can do a promo and everything is on the edge, but you know it's just going to be completely frightening and horror fill, but they don't reveal it. Like, I just thought, like, this promo was throwing everything out there. Here are the scary faces that you're going to see. This is what's going on. And again, just I wasn't sure if it was uh, appropriate. Now, it, it may have not been as gruesome as the Timberwolves' final five minutes of regulation and the overtime, but still, I don't know if it was appropriate for all audiences. Now, Jay Stu, you have you have some thoughts on this here, because I know you, were you also scarred by the Pope's exorcist hitman's bodyguard's wife's commercial? I have a different angle on this. Um, okay. My sensibilities were offended in this way, and I know you could appreciate this, Jason. Um, it, this is what it said. It said, the exorcist meets the Da Vinci Code. You know, they try to make it a, pal- you know, a palatable, kind of digestible way of, of, of looking at the movie. And I'm thinking this. I read the Dan Brown books, and I think you did too, Jason. The book that's about the Pope and the Pope's selection and stuff is Angels and Demons. Um, so that doesn't even sound right. It sounds like it should be the exorcist meets angels and demons. So though it, I might not be as offended and uh, protective of my child as Dan was, it did offend my sensibilities when they tried to make that comparison. 
Well, I can see the meeting going like this. Okay, wh- how do we want to sell this? What's, what's the crossover pillow? We got the horror for the Pope's exorcist. We have the religious aspect of it. What? But it's also kind of a mystery like Da Vinci Code. But it's angels and demons. Ah, it doesn't matter. Nobody remembers that one. Everybody remembers Da Vinci Code. <laughs> Just say it's Da Vinci Code. People won't. The people who know will get that it's angels and demons, and the people that don't will think, oh, it's like Da Vinci Code. I always liked that or wanted to read it because I wanted to seem smart because Da Vinci Code was a book that everybody read because, you know, it was so smart it's about this whole big thing and tom hanks has all this hair and oh my goodness so yeah just just put it in that way it'll be fine i'm sure that was the thing it's it sounds like it's a pizza hut thing pizza hut is the same menu and they just put it in different shapes so it would be like (laughs) here's here's the pizza burger two levels of crust in the middle with you know italian sausage smothered in cheese enjoy the pizza burger like that's what the combination of the two movies would be like it just doesn't work they're fine by themselves. Pizza Hut is genius in that, though. Have, have you gotten the trapezoid pizza? Yeah. It's so, like, you can't even, oh, my God, all the, all, I tried oh. to measure. They're all at different, all have different legs on it. It's really, I made sure, because I could sue them if they give me a trapezoid pizza and two of the sides are the same length. Oh, I'm going to get I love that. the execs trying to get that uh, religious audience in by, you know, let's throw, <laughs> let's throw the, let's, the Pope will bring them in. The horror people will love it. Yeah, let's, let's hit all those bases. I just, again, I I covered my kids' eyes when it came on because I just wasn't sure what was going on. When I saw the promo, I then ended up changing the channel. And I know it's late on the East Coast, but it's the same game. I don't know how much they played it during the Heat and Hawks game. I was here at work and wasn't checking out all the commercials. But last night with the Lakers and Timberwolves, I was more in tune to it. And I just felt like, all right, what are we, what are we doing here? Like I thought an NBA game would have been a safe space for – you know, this sort of thing. I mean, even if, if you were a six or seven year old kid and were a Lakers fan or a Timberwolves fan, like you're much more in tune to what that is. And I would have been, you know, freaked the bleep out by what I was seeing. Oh, now, now, wait a minute, Dad. If you were watching that game as a Lakers fan, you were freaked the bleep out the fact that how are we losing to the Timberwolves? They have nobody. They lost a guy because he punched a locker and one guy because he punched a teammate. How is this a 10? How are we down by 10 yeah. to this team in the fourth yeah. quarter? This is ridiculous. When you win, you, you <laughs> even when you win, you lose. Oh, like the reality. I'll tell you, now, th- this game last night, right? Uh, Jason Smith, Dan Byer, in for Covino and Rich today. First of all, the foul that Ed's getting so much attention on Anthony Davis, I get that, and I'm glad he took ownership for it and said, yeah, I got to make a smarter play, and Conley hits the three free throws, it forces overtime. Now, luckily, the Lakers escape, but I thought that was the most ridiculous call. I mean, I, I, I forget about the fact that, oh, AD's got – I think the fact that it was Anthony Davis and he's such a big target on social media for, oh, AD's got to play harder, AD's not been the guy, and, and now that he's playing harder, it's still not enough. But that was – he went up. He didn't touch him. The shot was away. He landed. He barely stepped on his foot. Conley fell. I, I thought that was an incredibly weak call. Yeah, bad. I, 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 could, I couldn't believe they sent him to the free throw line for that. It was so indicative, though, of the Lakers who couldn't guard the three at all last night so you here have this moment where you finally have made it over the top Dennis Schroeder the hero LeBron and him posing and then what comes back to bite you um what do you know it's a three the thing that you couldn't guard for the first 47 and a half minutes <laughs> or 47 minutes and 59 seconds of the game it still comes back like to, to your point it he wasn't guarded and so then Davis is there late and then feels like he has to close out. Why he closed out, 
when there's no time left, you have no idea. But still, it put them in a position to make that call. I mean, if you're reviewing that call, do you do you wipe it off? I I, I don't think that they would have. I think it would have just stood and. Anthony Davis still would have been the uh, uh, the goat, not the good way, if the Lakers would have lost that game. No, and that's like that's not the first time in the last month where at the end of a game their rotation, the Lakers rotations get around, and AD is late getting somewhere or is supposed to be somewhere, and and a big shot is allowed. So, you know, the, the thing is that that's the thing about the Lakers. That's what drives me crazy is that every day I now I know what it feels like to be a Laker fan because when the Lakers win, it's the Lakers are back. We're gonna win the title. This is fantastic. We're going to be great. I can't tell. Oh, man, this is everything I want. All the envisioning I've had. And then the Lakers lose, and it's this team stinks. We got to get rid of LeBron. We got to trade AD. It's like every day there's is riding the lightning up and back and up and back. And and, and now I'm falling for it because now I'm on the same way. Like I'm watching the game last sure. night. I'm like, I am not in on the Lakers after this. Really, this is – first of all, how are they losing this game? They need, they need an escape to come back. Yes, the Wolves played a spirited game, but the Lakers are playing at home. They should have won this game by 20, it, right? I mean, it, yeah. it, it should not even have been a close game. So now, now I'm like, hey, a couple of days, I was like, boy, the Lakers have really come together, right? They figured things out, right? Russell and Reeves is a great backcourt, and AD is motivated, and LeBron is back in the mix as caring and not someone that's been detached from the team. They've really figured out. And then I watched last night, and I go, how is this team going to win a game against Memphis? How are they going to win a game against Memphis with all of this? I don't. I, I, so now I'm out on the Lakers. I was in, and now I'm out. And I feel like every other Laker fan. Well, it's such a conundrum, honestly, because I would mock Laker fans for celebrating a play-in win. Because I'm like, your your franchise, 17 championships, you have the stars uh, surrounding your logo at midcourt representing all of those championships. You're one of the, the few teams, uh, you and Boston, uh, that... That's where that's what your standard is, is winning NBA titles. It's not conference finals. It's not just getting to the finals. It's winning NBA finals. That's where the conundrum is. And Laker fans really have to figure out a way. How do I how do I not expect championship? But yet, not be so excited that my team just won in a play-in game, and maybe, maybe the reality uh, of last night just—well, it, it should take championship off the table. But I always feel like Laker fans have this weird balance to try to navigate because when we hear them talk about championship, or because they have LeBron, that things are going to be good, it's just—it's—it's it's not based in reality. Yet you can't celebrate a play-in win like Patrick Beverly did with the Timberwolves, you know, in years past, where you're jumping on the scores table. Although last night was a great app. Atmosphere. Just such a weird balance for Lakers fans to really get a sense of what what do you really want to be excited for? Can you be excited for the two minutes that you won, but then realize that you're not a championship team? I don't know how you balance it. Hey, this could be the first banner raised at crypto.com arena before they wind up changing the name in a year when crypto goes out of business. They, they, you got to raise something, Dan. You got to be able to put up a banner that says play and win over Minnesota yeah. in, in 2023, yeah, April 2023. Right next to the Taylor Swift sellout concerts. Or is that taken down? I think <laughs> oh, they no, took no. that down. I think you have to take that down, even if it's up, and put this up instead of it. I mean, this is a this is a bigger accomplishment. It's just, it's a huge, huge deal. <laughs> Listen, I don't want I, Laker fans; they can't really have it both ways. But I at least try to sympathize with some of the because, right? I mean, you enter the season, you have LeBron James, you have Anthony Davis, and you're thinking uh, championship. And honestly, Jason, last night probably was more about the Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards' awful game. Uh, do they play better without Rudy Gobert? 
Um, now he comes back and you're in your must win. Like there are there are a lot of Timberwolves storylines that probably should have come out last night and today, but because they played the Lakers, it's such a Lakers sort of topic. Yeah, because the the whole Rudy Gobert thing is so interesting because there's there's no way that this was a suspension because just of this. Right? Like something else is going on there that we just don't know about. Because you're talking about a team that decided, okay, we had, an, we had something happen on the bench. He threw a punch at a guy. We have a big play-in game coming up. We want to continue on. We want to make the playoffs. want to do all these things. It didn't happen with another team. We can handle it ourselves. And they decide to suspend him. I mean, isn't that a little weird that that, that was – they jumped right to that instead of saying, we're going to figure this out. We have some internal discipline. We paid it out. We're fining him. We, you got the apology from Gobert right away. I don't think people would have blinked if he was able to play because it was something that happened within the team. But they came right out and suspended him. Yeah, I think there's something going on there that we don't know I about. I think Kyle Anderson's comments uh, lend support to what you're saying because – He's saying this happens all the time. You know, this happens all the time. And I, I don't know if it does happen all the time, but you're also trying to downplay it. And if he is speaking the truth, then maybe it's not that big of a deal. Now, you can't punch your players. Now, if Rudy Gobert did it to another team, the NBA would get involved and have their say and, you know, maybe even be suspended more. But to your point of what was at that point the biggest game of the year, and I thought that the Timberwolves were like eight and four without Rudy Gobert um, entering last night. That number may be off, but that was the number that I heard of playing without him. So maybe there is something to them playing a little bit better without him. But yeah, if Kyle Anderson, who was involved in that, uh, maybe he's just being a team guy. But if he's saying that they moved on and it happens maybe more than you think, uh, to have that sort of suspension, yeah, for the biggest game of the year, it does signal that maybe there was more to it. Oh, man, I'll tell you, I'm, we're going to find that out. But that will be something because they have one more game. We'll find that out after like we'll find like they're going to play. They're going to play in a couple of days and then we're going to find out exactly what's going on. And then who knows? It could be you could get Rudy Gobert again. Maybe he's going to be available again this offseason. You never know. Suddenly it could happen. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay. You know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. And hey, if you're already looking ahead to college football season, you could book rooms at Graduate Hotel this fall as well. But we'll warn you, reservations for those big weekends fill up fast, so go there sooner than later. Head to graduatehotels.com. And again, up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed? Do you notice you're losing a little bit of hair? You're shedding a little bit? Well, if you're noticing a little less hair on your head and you're checking your hairline all the time, you got to check out Nutrafol. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole-body approach. 
Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code CRSHOW. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code CRSHOW. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code CRSHOW. It's Covino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hello, welcome inside Hour 2 of Covino and Rich. Jason Smith, Dan Beyer in for the guys today. TireRack.com are broadcasting live every single day. You know it. We're here from their studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, we are in the midst. I guess we're in the midst. It's like... It's, it's like if the play-in tournament is like its own mini NCAA tournament, where are we right now, Dan? Are we going into the Sweet 16 <laughs> after the first set again? Like, where are we if I, we're comparing I, the, the two? I thought you were going to say we were in Dayton. I thought that was the angle that you were going to take as the bracket as a whole because first four in play-in are similar. I would say, yeah, probably on the Friday of Sweet 16 nights as well. Like, the first round of games went down on Thursday. I think we'd be on the Friday of the Sweet 16. Yeah, because it's weird because we're on the – if I agree with you, like where we would be, but you look at the games tonight and it's like, you know, hey, it's the nines and the tens. You know, it's like, hey, all right. it's like, it's like watching the first four. It's like, ah, it's really, it's really the first. You're really, you're really watching a couple of, you know, 16s battling it out to get into uh, and be in a 116. It would be like college basketball in the NCAA said, you know what? We're going to have the 11 seeds play on one night, and then the other night's going to be all the 16 seeds going head-to-head. That's what that's what tonight would be like. Not only is it just one 16 facing another 16, the nightcap is a 16 facing another 16. No offense, FDU. Congrats on upsetting oh, Purdue. Oh, come, yes. come on. Fairly Dickinson. Too soon. Come on. That was like the biggest win of the tournament. I Fairleigh know, but Dickinson no, I can't winning. offend them, though, because they proved their worth in the tournament. But if we're going to rain on the parade of the 16 seeds, I just can't do it to the one that actually won the game in the tournament. Well, you had a couple at one game in the tournament. So suddenly being a 16 seed ain't all that bad. Hey, we're all good. Uh, now, you know, listen, this the way that the NBA playing tournament's gone, I am stunned at the complete reversal 
of the play-in tournament and how it was from when it was received, which is just a couple of years ago, to where it is right now. Because when this play-in tournament started, the players hated it, and the, and the teams, the league, the media all looked at it as, what are we really doing? Are we just trying to drum up a game to play for money? Really, you're going to let the 9, 10 teams in? What, what is that? Everybody hated it. Universally hated it, hated it, hated it. Ah, what's it going to be? This cheapens the regular season. All kinds of things. And now here you are where it's, hey, it's playing tournament week. And not only, not only are, are we much more excited about it, but the players have all bought in to the, to the point where during the season, nobody really talks about, hey, we got to get one of the top four seeds. We have to get it's, hey, we just, if we have an issues, we just got to get in the playing tournament. We'll win a game. We give us two chances to win a game or, or a chance to win a game when we're all healthy. We'll take that. And it, so, so it's gone from this is like the worst thing. Remember LeBron, a lot of players were really anti-playing tournament and now it's hey yeah we just got to get in the play don't worry about anything we just got to get in the playing tournament it's all good yeah it's it's truly amazing and i actually tip my cap to the nba for taking something that had absolute no value seven and eight seeds had zero value nine and ten seeds had zero value and somehow not only have they turned it into something that is worthwhile they've actually turned it into something that's appealing like when you even just go back in the short history of not taking the bubble into account, but in the last couple of years when we've had this, you've had John Morant really making a name for himself against Golden State. You had Patrick Beverly jumping on the scores table last year. Remember when they beat the Clippers and they're going mm-hmm. nuts and they're going crazy? Like that is that's a win a series sort of moment. And they're doing it, you know, in a one game scenario where they've now moved on to be a significant underdog to their next opponent. Like it is, it does actually have a college basketball sort of feel. And to think that, you know, we were talking about the Lakers earlier and and trying to sort out the conundrum of what do you do for a team that prides itself on championships, but you, you know, don't have a championship team and so you're trying to get into the playoffs. I mean, the atmosphere last night wasn't there. It was stuck you know, watching those Pulp Exorcist commercials. But at home, you could feel the energy. Down 10. Cat gets another foul. Lakers make a surge. Like, it was... It, it, it may not be NBA Finals level, Jason, but each of these years, you can find something and point to and be like, you know what? That's memorable, whether it's John ja Morant, Patrick Beverly, or what the Lakers did last night to the Timberwolves. You know, it's, it's almost like having a Thursday night football philosophy. Right, like TNF has long been the look. That's the worst game of the week. It's when you get Jags Titans or you know some kind of interdivisional matchup that really doesn't rate, and it's okay. But all you can ask for these games, if it's not a great game, just have it be close. Right, so as long as it's close, it doesn't matter. It's something fun. We're watching a close game. I kind of feel like that's the way it is with the with the NBA now. It doesn't matter if the team's playing or good. It just matters there are stakes, there's eliminations, and that's where we're at. Because think about what we spent the most time talking about the last couple months in the NBA. Not about the Bucks or the Celtics at the top of the East. Not about the Nuggets and the Grizzlies. It's been all about the drama of, is it the Warriors? Is it the Lakers? The Clippers? Who's going to wind up out of the play-in tournament? Who's going to wind up in the playoffs, not have to play in the play-in tournament? That's been it. Like, that's been the conversation. We can have great conversations about mediocre teams that are right around 500 and really maintain a lot of relevancy and a lot of excitement. It doesn't yeah. need to always be the best teams. It can be something like this as long as there are stakes involved. I don't know how many people realized what a problem the NBA had. And I'm thinking of the the years when the Warriors and Cavs were facing off in the finals on how they had such a problem 
with the middle of the NBA because it was so top heavy. Like we knew who was going to appear in the finals, you know, at the start of the season. And you're like, how do you try to find value? And there were times, remember, we were surprised a couple of years ago that like the Clippers went for it when we're like, why don't you just go and take your 1% chance in the lottery as opposed to playing as an eighth seed in the playoffs and then being ousted by a one seed? Like, that was the thought process of you would rather have a long shot of landing a top four pick than actually play a play-in game. That's that's what the state of the NBA was. They had such a problem with the middle of their conference. And also at that time, Jason, the middle teams couldn't get better. The best were the best. The best players were only going to the best teams. And then you're having drafts where the worst teams are getting all the good players, and you've just got this ugh, at about you know 7 through 23 in the NBA. They have now added value. There's value to not playing in the play-in tournament, so you're fighting for a six seed, and there's value of just being in the play-in tournament unless you're the Dallas Mavericks. Like That's the only one. Like They're the outlier in all of this, but teams are fighting for those spots when normally they just – they didn't matter at all. Whether you didn't matter if you were a seven seed making the playoffs or an eight seed, you were likely getting ousted in anyway. And to now have that, it's it's so genius. And it's also Jason. It's also the opposite of everything that is playing. We talked about the NCAA tournament. We've seen VCU make a run to the Final Four from that those games in Dayton. We've seen that before. And you know, we were talking about this yesterday. Ole Miss got in the baseball tournament last year for the College World Series, uh, one of the last teams, if not the last team in, and then they go and win it all. And then the NFL, would a seven seed winning a Super Bowl be that much of a, a surprise with a wild card? Maybe not so much anymore. But is a seven seed going to be able to win an NBA title? Heck no. So no. You're, you're not like you're adding value to four teams that really don't have a legitimate shot at a championship. And that's another level of this, of why it's just it's so amazing. Even in baseball, they expand. And you're thinking, well, one of those teams may have a chance at making a World Series. In the NBA, they don't. They don't have a chance of winning the NBA Finals. But we still find value in what happened last night and tonight. Now, you ready for my idea? Jason Smith, Dan Byer, and Vino Rich. Are you ready for this? Because we, we – we kind of made an analogy to the NCAA term with this, and we kind of like the play-in value of it. you got a couple of games. You're keeping track of this. What if you did this? And I, 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 I can't believe we're far from the NBA wanting to do this. What if you made the play-in tournament, you extended it, and you made it 5 through 12 in the play-in tournament? We already go all week long with the play-in tournament, right? We have the Monday off, the two games on Tuesday. We play Wednesday. There's a game Thursday if need or Friday. And then we're getting into the, the first round on the weekend. What if you did this? You made the play-in tournament 5 through 12. And now this would do one thing. It would make the regular season way more important because now you want to get one of those top four seeds because you want to be you want to avoid the play-in tournament. You play five through 12, five through 12, and you play a best two out of three. All the games are played at the arena of the higher-seeded team. You want to give the teams six, seven, eight, nine. You want to, you want to give them uh, a five, six, seven, eight, give them an advantage because they finished ahead of these lower teams. So you give them every game on their arena, and you play a best two out of three, and you have four games a night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And it's kind of like a mini NCAA tournament week where you are figuring things out. You got buzzer beaters, you got overtimes, you have drama, you have the excitement level of the NCAA tournament 
all wrapped up in a big NBA package where four games Tuesday, four games Wednesday. Four, and then as teams get eliminated, obviously there could be a, a lesser game here or there. But you have that excitement and you own that week and the play-in tournament really becomes something. Best of three you have? Yeah. yeah. Best of three. Why not? I, you I play Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. That's how you go. I Monday, think, Wednesday, Friday, I, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Part of the genius, I think, of it is the because the NBA is best of seven in the playoffs and the grind is so long is the the urgency of the one-game matchup. Like last night, the Lakers, all you got to do, Lakers, is win. You win this game, you're in the playoffs, and no sweat. And you're making the lesser seeds that wouldn't have been in the bracket anyway, the nine and ten, do a little extra work. Like you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to win both of your games if you're going to want to get in. And if you're the ten seed, you're gonna have to win them both on the road. I think there are hurdles. Like it's a, you know, there's levels to where each team at least gets a little bit more of an advantage the higher up they are in the standings. I, I think it's good where it is. I if you did it to twelve teams, now you're taking what now three teams in the conference don't make it into the playoffs. Um, I don't know. I just, I I think they've hit the sweet spot. I, and I think that too much of it, if you would make a series, in the NBA we don't have that sudden death except in a game seven or except like we had last night. And that's what I think works for it. I think they've hit the, the I don't think that they planned it like this, but I think that they've, they've hit the sweet spot in how this works. Uh, but remember this, you also would probably get rid of tanking to the level that it's at right now. You're talking about six teams in the lottery uh, instead of, hey, we have 12 and we have a bunch of teams and you have the Ma- Mavericks deciding we're going to rest everybody at the end of the season because we don't really care that much. You kind of take care of tanking a Tank- little bit too. No, I, I don't know. Tank. You get rid of tanking by not giving an advantage for stinking. That's the problem with Adam Silver. <laughs> like when you're like, remember when the number one overall team or the worst team would have the better odds, and then they're like, "Well, we can't do that anymore. We're gonna have flat odds." So like the top three or four teams all have the same percentage of landing the number one overall pick now. Well, that doesn't that doesn't you know prevent you from wanting to lose games. You still want more of a chance. You know what prevents tanking? Give the team that just missed the playoffs the equal amount of chance of landing the first-round pick, just like when your Knicks in 1985 were able to pull the frozen envelope or cursed corner envelope, there were six other envelopes in that bin. And everyone had the same exact chance of getting the number one overall pick, and the Knicks logo came out. And I think the weighted lottery, (laughs) the weighted lottery, though, allowed you – to tank and still be okay, like you'd rather have a 15% chance of winning the first overall pick than an 8% chance, so you encourage losing that way. That's how you get rid of tanking, is you don't make it a benefit to lose the most games. But the NFL, or the NBA, for some reason, hasn't done that. So, this, like, even the, like, that's what the, moving forward, the Mavericks deciding, like, we need to keep our pick, or we need to have the best opportunity to make sure that it's in the top 10, that's what the NBA is going to have to sort out after this year's. How do we prevent Prevent something like that from happening again, where Dallas is like, "All right, we need to protect it, and make sure we're in the top ten, and if nobody jumps up, then we get our pick." Because uh, even though Dallas may not have won it all this year, for Dallas to choose that option of not making the play-in and, and instead rather being the lottery, I think that's something the NBA would want to avoid. All right, Jay Stu, you got some thoughts on this too, right? What do you got? Uh, he told Jason? me. He told me he had a thought. Oh, he told me it, he had a thought. Was, Oh, maybe not. I actually gave you a uh, programming note on the way out. We, we need we need to get get to a break here. I, I'm actually being behind. I, I want to keep the behind the scenes saying behind the scenes, but we could do it on the air. We could do the production meeting on the air. I, I, 
I thought you said you had a thought on this. Okay, thank you. Anything oh, else? Boy. I oh. figured it out. The the, the okay. term uh, our our great sponsor Chalk sounds like thoughts. So I, I just need to be more uh, enunciating when I'm oh, telling okay, you. Oh, okay, got it. No, that's Ch- well, Chalk Live Read is coming up. Okay, for well, our, listen for we, our listeners. We we, we we could have potentially got give a new idea to the NBA and Dan has solved tanking. So I think that we, that's a pretty yes. good last few minutes here on the show. I think it works. I hate <laughs> to. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Cavino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay. You know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. And hey, if you're already looking ahead to college football season, you could book rooms at Graduate Hotel this fall as well. But we'll warn you, reservations for those big weekends fill up fast, so go there sooner than later. Head to graduatehotels.com. And again, up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. It's Cavino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Toyo test results tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Radio, it is Covino and Rich. Jason Smith, Dan Vire. Dan Vire, in for Dan Vire. I called you Dan Vire for a second. Dan Fire, Fire, Fire. That's a badass name. You should be Dan Fire. You know what? Now, now, now I, I think I've stumbled on something. True, true story. Pickup courts, Merrill, Wisconsin. Uh, some some kid was new to town, and I was raining threes, Jason. Uh-huh. And everybody would be like, "Way to go, buyer!" And he thought they were saying fire, so he just started calling me fire. And there was no way I was going to change that. That is that is totally fine because if I'm hitting jumpers, it's going to be rare. But I I let him go with it. And and you and you uh, and you 
patterns your game around your nickname rather than become a great all-around player. Well, if I'm fire, I'm <laughs> just going to keep hoisting them let's up. Launch. Doesn't matter. Let's launch. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> three, pick up games three-point to three-point line. That's what I do. I don't shoot inside uh, nope. the three-point line, and I'm not going to play defense inside of it either. And as soon as you get to three-point line, you just start clapping for the ball like this. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm Come in on, range. Hey, hey. I'm Come in range. Right <laughs> it would have been a great nickname if I could actually shoot the basketball. That day I was one of the few, and and it stuck. It felt good for a while. I usually get Bear. Dan Bear. That's what I usually oh, get. Oh, okay. But, but uh, I'm good with Vire or Fire. That's uh, better than Bear, I'll tell you that much. Chris Berman would say, and they call him Dan Bayer because all his shots that miss give you a headache that you need an aspirin for, <laughs> yes. TJ. Uh, yes. uh, a lot of people at Fox Sports Radio like to offer up the uh, buyer or seller segment. Okay. Uh, it's happened many a times uh, here at FSR. All right. Yeah. You could have. I, I, I would have stuck with that. That should have been your radio name, Dan Fire. I mean, that would have been it. You should have been Dan Fire. Would have been that. Actually, looking back, yes. You wear red and yellow clothes all the time. You'd be like a WWE yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm like Hulk Hogan. Awesome. Yeah, he's the Hulk Hogan of radio. <laughs> Dan Fire. <laughs> Today's show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Well, uh, you mentioned Wisconsin, and you're the only, I think you're the only person from Wisconsin that's not a Packers fan. It's 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 it's, yeah. it's very it's it's very, I think you're the only one. You're not allowed back in Wisconsin because of this, right? They they if you're on a plane, they divert it to Minnesota, and that's where you have to get off, and everybody else can go on to Wisconsin. They didn't care when the Seahawks uh, really weren't good in the '80s and '90s. Like nobody cared in Wisconsin at that time that I was a Seahawks fan. But Hasselbeck uh, says we'll take the ball, we'll win this game. Uh, then everything changed from that point. But I, I'll tell you what, I do feel like in tune because all of my family, whenever I come home always is just asking Green Bay Packer questions when I get there. Oh, okay. Very yeah. good. I don't know when Aaron Rodgers is getting traded. Don't ask me again. Don't ask me. But we do have an update on potentially why Aaron Rodgers is still a Packer and when the trade, inevitable trade to the Jets could actually go down. Because being a Jet fan, look, every day is Aaron Rodgers' eve for me. Because every day I go to bed and I could, I could wake up the next morning might be the day my phone just goes and it's happened. And when it doesn't, I'm okay with it because it could be the next day. And the next day, it's like, it's like having Christmas Eve like every day for like a month and a half. And I know it's going to happen. And I know the Jets are going to get him. And I'm just so excited, Dad. It's like, it's like no, I'm not, I know the yes. Jets can screw it up because it is the Jets. And I get that knowing my team for like 40 some odd years. But like every day, it's Rogers Eve and it's going to happen. And I'm just so excited every day. But as a Jets fan, and I say this as a Seahawks fan, okay. you should know. <laughs> and if you're Joe Douglas, you should understand the dangers of making a trade after a draft we all we we only have to go back to the Jamal Adams trade it when when the Seahawks acquired him from the Jets it was a post draft trade and while the Seahawks gave up a crazy amount for Jamal Adams the worst part about the two first round picks were that none of them occurred in the draft that just happened so the Jets, in what people most recently have said, is one of the greatest, you know, uh, thievery acts of all time in what they got for Jamal Adams. 
those two first-round picks were from drafts that had yet to occur. So the Seahawks were on the hook for that, even so much so that they had to do the Wilson trade last year, and they only got a first-round pick. They only had the one because the other one belonged to the Jets, and it ended up being Garrett Wilson at that time. But that's why I'm so surprised that this report from Adam Schefter coming out saying that it could it could be after the draft that could happen because I think if you're the Jets, you want it for this draft. I think like you want to you're going to have Aaron Rodgers get rid of this pick is the quicker that you can move on from the compensation that you gave up. There, if anybody in the league should learn from uh, recent history, it's them because they benefited the most from it. Yeah, look, it, it, it's a case of the Packers. They want to get this done because, look, the Jets are going to be picking 32nd next year after they win the Super Bowl. They're going to win it. No, but but look, this what's happening right now, I'll, I'll tell you, this is exactly what's going on. And it's all the it's all on the Packers because they were the ones who couldn't be cool long enough for this to get done, right? When, when Aaron Rodgers did his whole darkness retreat and it was, is he going to want to play? What does he want? And he comes out. Look, the Packers have been sick of his act for a few years now, and they finally have the cachet to make the trade because he's coming off a year that was not very good. Okay, awesome. So now we got it. Just be cool. Wait until after the trade to let all your stories out about how you want to move on, how happy you are. Just like the Seahawks did with Russell Wilson. They didn't badmouth the guy until he got traded. Then every month we got a story about, you know, this is what happened with Russell Wilson. He's got an office with the Seahawks. He had this, he had this. He had this. And, and he's a Bronco having to explain everything that went on with, this, with the Seahawks. It's going to be the same thing when Rodgers goes to the Jets. Suddenly the Packers are going to have 15 years of, well, let me tell you what happened here. And I'm not going to tell you, but you can reported as sources include so that they, all they had to do was wait all they had to do was be cool and you're at the final the final part of this it's been a three-year odyssey since he said i don't know if i want to be here anymore just be cool a little bit longer but no they couldn't take it they couldn't stand it they couldn't help themselves they had to say we're moving on our our complete uh preferences to not have Aaron Rodgers back. That's not what we want. We've moved on to Jordan Love. And now the Jets are saying, oh, well, now there's no way you can have him back. So, yeah, forget about the two first-round picks you wanted a couple months ago. Forget about the first and a second you wanted about a month ago. Now we're not even going to give you a first-round pick. So the Packers did this to themselves. So now well, you had to have Brian Gutekunst go out, um, come out a month ago and say, hey, we don't necessarily need a first-round pick back from the Jets. Basically softening the blow of, yeah, we're not going to get a first-round pick back from the Jets on this. So all they're doing now, the Packers now, the reason it's not a trade is because they want to control the optic and make the impact of Rodgers being traded as little as it can be. They know it's going to be rough and some of their fans are going to be upset about it, but they want to try to control. We don't want to make it look like we're giving the guy away. And it's going to be how is this all you're getting back from Aaron Rodgers? That's the only reason why Rodgers still a Packer is because they want to control the optic a little bit longer. Yeah, but how much does Joe Douglas saying he's coming here? You know, like, does that play into it? Because I think that that shifts it somewhat. I the Packers still have Rodgers. They're they're in in terms of of controlling him. There is still a price that needs to be met. And while thirty other teams in the NFL may not need quarterbacks, there may be one after the draft. Maybe seventy. The longer that this goes on, I I think the Jets need to seal this deal. I don't think that it benefits them giving up future picks. I think the longer you don't give them what they want, more teams could be involved, especially post-draft and what could happen. Um, I know Roger says that he wants to go to the Jets, but if there is another situation popping up, and I, I don't think it's going to be San Francisco, 
I just think Mark Murphy's tone in speaking yesterday, remember at the girls' state basketball tournament when he was cornered by a couple of different reporters and mm-hmm. was just, you know, handing them out, you know, that information like they were brochures to a water I don't, park? I don't know that he was like, cornered as much as he said, hey, if anybody wants me, I'm going to be across the street at the high school girls' well, uh, basketball. I'll be in the I'll be lower concourse level right off the southeast entrance if anybody wants to ask me questions. Well, no, that's what, that's what I mean. He was just handing it out like they were brochures. Like, well, the, here, I'll talk to this, you know, to this news outlet and I'll talk to that outlet and he's readily giving information so they go on a media tour yesterday around the state of Wisconsin and he doesn't say anything doesn't say anything at all says I I expect we'll get a lot of questions about it but you know doesn't give any update whatsoever I think that there's something there I think that there's something going on and that that's why I I think it's in the Jets court like they're the ones that have to do something now their gm is recorded on mic with what boomer assigned next to him being like he's he's coming here and he's not there yet so if there was any leverage that was held on by the jets i think it went out the window when joe douglas said what he said yeah no that was one of those where hey i'm at a radio event and uh, i feel the pro- <laughs> what's he gonna what's he gonna say on the stage what hey what about aaron Rodgers? Yeah, you know, I don't know, man. All of a sudden, they start throwing stuff at him, and it's like free hot dog day in We're... Philly, where they just start pelting each other with a, what do you mean you don't know if he's coming? People rush the stage, and then it gets really, really weird. So, yeah, no, not the best thing for Joe Douglas to say, but what else is the guy going to say at that point? Hey, don't get your hopes it... up, Jets fans. I know it's been 50 years of a lot of disappointment and a lot of heartbreak, but, you know, hey, we might not get him. We it... might not get him. If he did, if he did play it coy and said that, it may be the equivalent of a band saying, like, here's some of our new stuff. When you're like, you only want to hear what they played for the last 40 years. No one wants to hear the new stuff. They just want to hear the hits. The response may have been awful, but at least they would have still had some leverage to be like, all right. I just, I, Green Bay still has him until he's not a Packer anymore. I still think they're in the driver's seat to controlling what he does. And the longer it goes on, and if it goes into the draft, and again, just back to what the Jets did to the Seahawks, completely fleece them on the Jamal Adams deal. Not only was the value not matched, the Seahawks then felt obligated to pay him, and he's always hurt. So like it was like a triple, triple dog daria. Like that's what Joe Douglas did on the Seahawks bid on it. And so if anybody should learn or should know it should be Joe Douglas on the importance of getting a deal done uh, before the draft. Yeah, no, I, I hear you on that because now I feel like both. It, it's gotten to a point where both sides now we want to have it happen, and the Packers are kind of dug in, and and and, and you know who's going to blink on this is going to be Green Bay. All right, because because the, the Jets are going to say, "Hey, okay, if you don't want to do this, that's fine. You know, we could go talk to Lamar Jackson. Nobody wants it. We got money. We got a couple of first round picks. We can give up for Lamar Jackson. We we have some other options. We can go because the Jets are no worse off by not getting Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they're still bad because they have Zach Wilson, um, but they're no worse off than they were because none of the other guys they were going to get in free agency were they somebody that really moved the needle for them? Were they not? There's still some things you can do. The Packers are the ones who were screwed because. They they can't have him back. They can't have him back on the team. They're going to have to sit him out and not pay him. I mean, it's going to be really, really awkward. And when it comes down to it, I bet you the Packers get together and they say, look, at this point, 
Everybody knows we're trading him. Everybody knows we're moving him on. You see quarterbacks get moved for fourth, really good ones get moved for fourth and fifth round picks. If we're getting a couple of seconds and we give back a third if Rodgers retires, what's the big deal? We're getting out from under $60 million a year the next two years. We have to move on. They're going to be the ones that are going to have to figure it out because the Jets can sit there and say, okay, we're cool. Yeah, you don't want to do it. That's fine. We'll make other plans. And then good luck getting other people involved. Good luck trying to, trying to figure it out. You really think that suddenly this planted story of the 49ers, oh, the 49ers could jump in. Really? The Niners, they didn't get go for a quarterback. Oh, yeah, they got Purdy. They got Lance. They got Montana. They got Young. They got all kinds of guys. They're they not going to go out and suddenly make a big deal for Aaron Rodgers and move on from that. So, yeah, I think in the end it's going to be the Packers who realize, okay, we played this out as long as we can. And as long as the Jets don't blink, they're going to be the ones who blink because they have to move on more than the Jets have to get. Now, the Jets have to get them. Don't get me wrong. But when you're talking about between these two teams, you're splitting hairs. It's the Packers have to have more of an impetus to move on than than the Jets do to get him. So in the end, it'll probably happen right around the draft. I would say maybe. And it, and it could be something where, uh, think about this, where let's just say the draft comes and, and the Jets are picking 13th, the Packers are picking 15th. It's, hey, there's somebody we really want at 13. Okay, so let's do the deal now. We switch picks here and we give you a third rounder and we get Aaron Rodgers. So a lot of it could come down to the strategy of what's going on with the draft and what's available. So it could happen before the Jets pick and it could happen at the end of the first round depending on who's available. Okay, great. We'll take a second here and a third. We'll give you this. We want this guy and that's how it winds up coming. So I re- I honestly don't expect anything to happen until we, we get to day one of the draft and that's kind of when I'm sure. looking at this is when it's going to go on. So every day for me is Aaron Rodgers Eve between now and then. The advent calendar better go through day three of the draft. <laughs> That's 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 where it should be. That's where the picture yes. the picture you open is the is the kid who's really upset he hasn't gotten any presents yet and there's no chocolate or no candy. Hope uh, there's better be something this Advent calendar because if it's not on Saturday that's uh, that's bad news for the Jets. You could have you could Dan that could have been such a huge deal. You could have sold so many of those the Aaron Rodgers Advent calendar. You could have done it all the way <laughs> counting down to the draft. Oh my God that would have been awesome. Oh, I love Advent calendars. They're the oh, best and that every- big piece of chocolate at the end every picture could have been yeah. a different from different rogers like and last year when it's bad it's the one of the the helmet that is when he's laying on the ground yes. and the, and the yes. oh here's where over. he threw the notebook you know <laughs> here's where he was yelling at matt lafleur in london when they didn't oh. uh throw the football or run the football and oh uh, yes a he lot of different faces of aaron Rodgers. oh man any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, 
They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.